Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Thursday morning, September 22nd, 2022. Glad to have you with us and we start your day unquestionably crisp outside 53 degrees and we're only going to go up about 12 degrees from here cloudy as you heard there from malcolm a little bit of a chance of rain but nothing real significant yeah you know kind of like yesterday where everything that was even above a spitting situation was all south of us it, it's you know you can you can believe in the dome or not okay but i think we can all agree i think we, across dome party lines we can all join hands and agree that it has been remarkable for the last two or three months how frequently you look at that radar and there might be yellow and there might be orange and maybe even red on that radar indicating heavy rain in the area but it just does not get to lincoln it misses it in one direction every single time and Lincoln is stuck with the uh, the green, which usually ends up not even making it feel wet outside, whatever that is. And that was once again the story yesterday in the capital city. Next, like decent chance of rain. Uh, looks like it is going to be coming on f- in the overnight hours uh, into Friday, and then Friday morning looks like we actually have a, a better chance of rain than we do today, and it'll uh, warm up a little bit. By the way. Uh, the uh, the extended forecast now. Yeah, we're back in. We're we're back into the mid eighties by the end of next week. Just FYI. So don't get too excited about the fall weather that we're having right now. Got a good show for you today. Uh, we are in the midst of season number three of Generation Collaboration. What is that, you ask? Well, it's a uh, it's 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 a game. It's a movement, really. Uh, on this show, we we find different ways on Thursdays to give tickets away to various events. We uh, we pick and choose the best tickets to games, concerts, um, other events around the area, uh, and then we play games to uh, to give them away. And uh, throughout the year, we bring in and take away Generation Collaboration, which is the game where you, the listener, get to pair up with the person on this show of your generation. And try and get trivia correct about that generation. And the first person this week who gets generation uh, collaboration, who wins it, which means you go through uh, six questions of your generation and then you get the extra point. One question about another generation uh, is going to get Husker volleyball tickets for this weekend. For Michigan State Friday. Michigan State. So tomorrow night. The uh, conference opener. So very, big very game. first one. Big match, I should say. And uh, if you want to, we'll, we'll keep playing for Pride, and we've got more of those Greenfields gift certificates to give away once the uh, volleyball tickets mm-hmm. are gone. Uh, but more than anything, it is. I think this is the day. This is the day Gen X pulls out ahead of the pack. Uh, we got the Boomers at 3-8, and eight, had a rough Thursday last week. Uh, G- that's Mark's team. Uh, my team, Gen X, is 2-3. and three. Uh, Caleb's only played once this year. Got baby questions and won one, one and zero. And then uh, wait a Matt- minute, one of your losses last week though, you missed on a millennial question. That's true. And then Gen Z, uh, who we've uh, we we've 
recruited Matt McMaster from our staff to be the Gen Z representative, and last week we let him play, but he had to play alone. So, still hoping maybe he can he can have a partner here this week. I'm doing I'm doing a little work in case we don't want get that one that calls in. I may be able to get a partner for him because I think we let him play. He's got to redeem himself after last week. He didn't it even was, get one answer. Right. It was rough for the Z's, but we want to bring him into the fold. They're an important generation. By the way, I have show. I've actually talked to several people in the past week. And they all agree that the boomer questions are the hardest. Did you talk to anyone who wasn't a boomer about that? Mm, no. Okay, that. <laughs> Very scientific. The, def- the defense rests, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, you didn't give me my Miranda rights. <laughs> uh, all right, also on the show today, the Grow Lincoln team, new restaurants, retail businesses, et cetera, et cetera, opening up in Lincoln there at 810. Uh, Voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp, uh, going into the off week with Greg, so we look forward to talking to him as well. We got your morning drive. Got a couple other picks on Fantasy Huskers. It is weekend fling edition of Fantasy Huskers, where you pick another team for a weekend and get to cheer for them. So you might get a chance to pick a team here if you listen for those keywords and text them in at 635 and 810. So that is what is on the menu today. I don't know, Mark. It feels like over the last several months I have to go to you right off the bat and get the crime update in in Lincoln. Do we have anything uh, new from yesterday based on everything uh, that we've had this week again? An arrest and the stabbing death of that 36-year-old woman. Uh, We reported the the death yesterday morning. 61-year-old Charles Alexander was arrested about 10 yesterday morning. Believe it or not, right not very far from uh, the city-county building. Uh, they're at uh, 11th and uh, Lincoln Mall. So, okay. uh, but they they knew each other, but the exact relationship isn't known yet. So, he's been charged with second degree murder and use of a weapon, commit a felony. So, okay, but nothing uh, nothing new on the uh, two teens that were shot. No, no, nobody nope. in custody. Nothing nope. new. They haven't put forward a, uh, who they're looking for either. So. Correct. So that's what they, got they do that. know who they're looking for, obviously, because the, the yes, the they two victims, public, yeah, right. the two victims knew uh, the, the suspect was known to the two victims. So gotcha. they've got it uh, there. So. All right. So uh, we have uh, we've got that. Uh, <laughs> we, to, we, go ahead. We're waiting for be a day or two. I imagine they're still processing some of the um, evidence that was recovered out at the landfill from. Uh, uh, two oh, murders yeah, a couple of weeks thing. ago. So, but nothing new there either. Okay. Um. So beyond that, if if you missed it during the show yesterday, and then kind of throughout the day yesterday, there had been reports that the University of Nebraska Board of Regents would consider um, some. I don't know if a resolution is the right word, but um, university legislation essentially that would uh, allow Pinnacle Bank Arena to sell alcohol now i don't know i mean they're set up there to sell more than just beer so i assume they would do it like they would at a concert but i guess we Mm -hmm. haven't confirmed that that meeting is set for the 30th next friday now i am told that the the agenda will be posted this morning though okay good so i've been it's not out right at the moment they probably maybe wait until business hours to get that up well i keep checking it because there are some other obviously the alcohol sales is is a big one right at the top and that's that's something that people have been talking about for a while and you mentioned pba but it also includes haymarket park we thought it did the reports that were coming out 
initially by by people uh, said Haymarket Park was also going to be a part of it, but the, the the Journal Star then had a piece later that said it will only be Pinnacle Bank Arena. Yeah, it, it's it Haymarket Park is not expected to be part of this initial approval that Nebraska is seeking. It could down the line. Obviously, you've still got some time before they get to this season. If, if before you make assumptions about why that is the case, um, I I. I there and I, and I don't know exactly. Number one, beyond anything, I'm disappointed because of all of the venues. To me, that's the one I think it fits best at, and I would be most you know interested in employing said beverage services. Well, what's one of the most historical things you can do in the United States? Right, go to a baseball yeah. game, have a beer and a hot dog. Um, I have I, I have peanuts. I the the li- the line factor and leaving a basketball game in the middle of it or waiting until halftime to do it to me that really puts a little bit of a damper on it for me. It's not a super con- convenient. I'm not saying I never would, but that but a baseball game now that's a different deal. Yeah, you got a lot of downtime. Frankly, you got concourses where it feels like you're still right there watching the game. I can still see everything that's happening at Haymarket Park. You're still there. The lines just aren't going to be as long because there's not as many people generally as that game. Now, there could be exceptions for big games, but to me, that was the biggest fit. Now, I don't know if that's that, you know, that could be about the Regents wanting to... I know Jim Pillen went on a, a, a radio show uh, on on a different station, and essentially said we're going to do it in the most conservative way to roll it out possible. Meaning you can revisit it in a couple years, um, and and perhaps he intended to also in, imply by that you know you're only doing it at one facility to see how mm-hmm. things go. Again, I would say Haymarket Park would be a, even a lower risk facility for any <laughs> problems right. that you would have. But the the other part of this is you've got to have the facility itself that you're using in Haymarket Park obviously is run by not not just run by the university and you've got to have the facility on board as well and mm-hmm. perhaps that is uh a reason you've got to be able to staff it you got to have now they have the infrastructure obviously but um I don't think I've ever gone to a Salt Dogs game and not had a beverage right right I mean yeah so I don't I I I just don't know the reason for that, if that's a university thing wanting to be, you know, ultra slow and conservative about this, or if there's a more specific hang up within the, you know, kind of the the discussions of it between the university and Haymarket I think Park because itself. we see basketball season first. I think that's all it is. That could be too. I think that that's literally that could be too. And is. you could add it. You you could go to. That's a great point. You could go down in three months yes. and and do the same thing for Haymarket Park if you've had success with right. it. Uh, during so so maybe don't totally rule well, that and, out. Well, and last year for the Big Ten Wrestling Championships, about three hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars in alcohol sales mm-hmm. yeah. for over those three days. Now, the other interesting things that are in there, memorial supposed to be Memorial Stadium renovations, which we've all known was coming anyway, right? But the possibility of a multimedia rights deal being approved. A multimedia right? Oh, in terms of the 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 network. In terms stuff. of the network. Ew, that's why you're checking it. Yes, uh, that's, am... that's a that's especially specifically interesting to us here in this room, but also will have impacts on anyone who's consuming those things. Right. So and isn't isn't that the one that they thought they had with yep. the group out of California that fell through? So yep. thought they had it with JMI a while yep. ago, and now it is supposed to be with Playfly Sports who I had never heard of as of yesterday. 
Playfly Sports. So where, I didn't know you knew this, huh? So Playfly Sports has got properties that include uh, the Big East Conference. It includes the Big Ten, do some stuff with the conference there, too. But also LSU and Florida, um, Maryland, Michigan State, um, USC. So there, there are some, some big collegiate properties. They also do stuff with some professional sports. Um, I think they help out with uh, one of the bowl games as well. So so yeah, this is something that I am watching with uh, with deep interest. The uh, the founder is a uh, he has a background with NBC. Um, was part of TV and film distribution deals at NBC Universal. Part of the founding of Hulu in two thousand seven. Worked on NBC Sports in the Olympics as well, and uh, led the digital transformation at Comcast Cable as well. So. Interesting. Okay, so we'll keep refresh. Maybe, uh, maybe before the show's Michael over. Michael Bruns with twenty four seven Sports was the first one I saw with that. Okay, uh, maybe by the time we talk to Greg, we will uh, we'll have a little bit more on that. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I as soon as I saw that, I went, okay, who are the people that I know right. that might know some of this? Got to reach out. And we know a little bit more too. We are now two days away from legalized gambling starting in that, Nebraska that, in Lincoln. Uh, that uh, agenda got posted. Yep. Yeah, the, that, uh, so that's to, the meeting is tomorrow. tomorrow it's expected o'clock. to pass. The warhorse says we're opening up ASAP after that meeting Saturday morning. Ten uh, thirty is their scheduled time according to the Nebraska Examiner. Ten thirty. Okay. Uh, oh sweet! Uh, I can get done with Husker Hour and head over. Um, I believe that's what it. Uh, I mean. Shout out to Matt Olverding from the Journal Star. Did a really good uh, piece, just kind of answering all the questions people typically have. Uh, it'll be it'll it'll just be slot machines. They'll still be the, the simulcast raining four hundred uh, racing. Yes, uh, but it'll just be slot machines. Um, <laughs> there'll actually there's actually a room in there. I think Lincoln Racecourse had this already. If you wonder about smoking, they have an area with some ventilation where smoking is actually legal, but that's not in the whole thing. I thought that was interesting. That will still be a part of this. Uh, no sports gambling now. But they're waiting for the regulations to. They eventually plan to have that, but they've got to get the 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 regulatory work done on that now. So that's what it's going to be. They're going to be open twenty four seven. They they said in Matt's article, they basically said the warhorse did. Once we open up, we're not closing. Yeah. So I, I said it, for it's over four hundred. Actually, four hundred thirty three slot machines that are going to okay. be in there, and and. Uh, the other part is that construction also going to begin soon on their second casino in Omaha's Horseman's right. Park. And now they can actually start working on structures if they get the okay on Friday Correct. from the commission. So, And I, I did pull up that agenda. Uh, they start at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, Nebraska East Union. Uh, the Warhorse Gaming uh, License uh, decision is the number two item on the agenda. Okay. All right. So, got those things all going on. And then the other... Man, I know this is kind of a niche thing, but we've talked about street closings throughout the summer, and this one on, on 70th especially. Guys, avoid 56th Street during <laughs> afternoon rush at all costs. At all costs. Yesterday was, I mean, we all laugh, aha, the you know traffic in Lincoln, the stoplights in Lincoln. This was not the normal traffic situation in Lincoln last night on 56th Street. Not only where you had people who it was like sort of the thing where you like, you know how you get stuck in an intersection because the people in front of you aren't moving. That was happening at 56 and South. And then coming the other way after I had gone to where I was going, uh, which was here, uh, the the uh, there were two accidents 
oh, that wow. were in there too because people were rear-ending each other and yeah so okay. if you're looking for an alternate route from 70th to 84th I, I don't know what it's like in the morning i assume kind of the same but in the afternoon i would well that 56, i don't know i would go somewhere else than 56 56 and a is a tough intersection anyway yeah i mean it's i know, mean because it's single single, single lane. lanes going each way it's got turn lanes but left turn lanes mm-hmm. but it's still and you get uh pious right down the street you got brian east just to the west it was and well yeah just it was a high stress situation yesterday i'd i'd, I'd recommend uh probably 27th or even <laughs> highway two Wait. all the way into downtown and then back around Wait, nobody's going to 27th as a substitute for 70th what are you talking about you go all the way the other way? I'm just throwing out options. 84th. Just going 84th. Oh, you see, you seen 84th the other day. I, I'll take it over what I saw in 56. Any, there's no way it could have been worse. There's zero chance. Plus, there's two lanes. I would suggest jumping on I-80, going up to Omaha, hitting Council Bluffs, coming back down on the east side of the river. Uh, right, yep. yeah. I, I would back at uh, Platts, uh, Plattsman. I would say if you have to go from North Lincoln to South Lincoln or South Lincoln to North Lincoln this afternoon, just charter a flight. That's probably the best thing you can do. <laughs> All right, 626. Could have caught that helicopter out north by That's the airport yesterday. That's true. That thing get down okay? Yeah. Laying in a field, right? Yep, just out, just west of the airport. All right, glad everybody's okay. All right, we'll take a break. 626, it's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today. And view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, your fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. All right. It is weekend fling week. On Fantasy Huskers, Huskers have a bye week. They're out of town. Well, not out of town. They're in town, but it helps the analogy. Uh, if I say they're out of town, I mean, the coaches probably will be recruiting. Yeah, coaches are they're out good. of town. They're out of town. Mickey's uh, going to be in New Orleans. So, you know, it's a weekend. you got nothing to do. They're not around. Why not? Why not, you know, maybe hang out with another team for one weekend? Doesn't mean you don't. You don't love your original team. It's just maybe some of your needs aren't being met currently. Getting out of by, hand. <laughs> By your current team. <laughs> Just something that's a little bit of a different style, a little bit more explosive. I'm not part of whatever he's saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you get to choose from a list. <laughs> yep. Just paraded right in front of you by the Associated Press. <laughs> yes, the Associated Press, just for you. All right, let, uh, let's uh, let's give the word first, and then I'll we'll go over who's been picked, what the what, who's left on the board. What do you think the first word is today? Uh, uh, fall Thursday. Okay, <laughs> the, the, the word today is Thursday. T h u r s d a y. You know, we can only do that for so long. Uh, Thursday is the uh, is the word. You text that into the Rick Sound Recognition text line at 402-479-1400. You'll be among the pool of people who will have the chance at making the pick, uh, the number, let's see, 246 of the seventh pick overall uh, for this. Now, who is off the board in terms of the AP Top 25? So here's the thing. I told Gryffindor Steph we'll still take her pick. That's fair. Yeah, that's. We'll, I think we'll, we'll we'll still take her pick. She's a good. She is a good solid listener. I like yeah. Gryffindor stuff. Well, so. she. I think in like the first or second week she got bumped because she didn't text back, and I'm uh, gonna yeah. feel bad doing. She that probably a has a time. job, Caleb. I know. So that's why I said we'll still take her pick. Um. So the five that are gone. Oh, we're still waiting for hers. Yes. Jeez. That's that's why <laughs> okay, I started. Forget that, man. That's too long. <laughs> um. Georgia, NC State, Alabama, USC, and Miami. Okay, so they're gone. You can. And still, and this is the team that score. They score the most points in their game this weekend. That's it. Mm-hmm. No, nothing about defense. They score. I mean, of course, if there's a pick six that would count on their score. So that still leaves for you, Ohio State, who plays Wisconsin, Michigan, who plays Maryland. That could be a sneaky high scoring game. Clemson, who and Wake Forest, who play each other. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really pick either of those, but that's up to you. Oklahoma, Kansas State, maybe, maybe. Uh, let's see. Has USC been picked? Yes, USC has been picked. Okay, Kentucky plays Northern Illinois. Sneaky one there. Yeah, sneaky possible one there. Arkansas plays Texas A&M. Both of them ranked. Probably avoiding that, but I don't know. I'd avoid that one. Tennessee and Florida playing each other. NC State has been picked. Utah plays Arizona State, who just fired their coach. Right. Seemingly, Herm Edwards got fired on the field after that. That's game. what that video looked like. Ugh. Has nobody taken Penn State yet? Nope. That's a good, they play Central Michigan. I their offense is humming right now. Penn State plays Central Michigan. They're really humming. I mean, what they put up like forty on Auburn, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon plays Washington State. You know that's a Pac twelve game. There's there certainly is a ch- chance that's a randomly like a sixty three. Yeah, that, there's the game. possibility of that that's just always out possible. Of hand. Ole Miss plays Tulsa. There are so many good choices left. Mm-hmm. Baylor plays Iowa State. I probably wouldn't touch Baylor on that one, but you can do what you want. You know, everybody has their own tastes in teams. <laughs> they do. What what you like in a team, I may like, you know, may not like in a team. Uh, and then Washington plays Stanford. Eh, probably not. BYU plays Wyoming. Maybe, maybe. Texas plays Texas Tech. Again, you've seen Big Twelve scores that get out of hand. Maybe. Yeah, if you go that one, I'm expect just got a call for a shootout. And did anybody do Pitt yet? No, they play Rhode Island. That's the only, I think that's the only FCS team as an opponent on this whole thing, right? Right. And somebody did take Miami. Did you say correct? Miami Sean took Miami. Miami. All right, so that's that's what's available. This is fun. I like these. I like these for the bye weeks. Uh, okay, so there you go. That is what is available. So uh, four, th- three, including the one right now where the password is Thursday, we'll have three more of those. One at 810 today, one at 635 tomorrow-ish, and one at 810 tomorrow And now Oklahoma is off the board.
Oh, Gryffindor got in. Gryffindor got she, in. That's smart because she would have. That would have potentially been off the board. For well, what I was what I was wondering was, are we going to get other picks jump ahead of her on that? She though? has to go cheer against Adrian Martinez now. Do you realize that? Oh no. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I haven't. I haven't really watched them yet this year, but I very likely will this week. I, I was. Getting, I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. I was it's, getting dragged for watching their first game because I turned it on and I tweeted the first play that I saw, which was Adrian Martinez throwing to Cade Warner and Warner just dropping it. And you just pointed that. All out I did was I said I just turned on the game. That made the K State fans mad. They were suited. They're like, you better worry about yourself with the North Dakota game. I was like, you guys don't need to tell Listen, me. You, people do not need to worry, whether it's <laughs> Nebraska fans themselves or people outside of Nebraska, about me or Caleb or really anyone here not worrying enough about the situation. Trust me. Okay? I know what was happening. <laughs> that is a, that is a weird side of social media right now is the, the police that are there making sure you are you know, that when you pay attention to anything that is not the demise of this Nebraska yeah, Don't season, point out a flaw in you, someone yes, else. You can't do that. That is a that apparently is a Twitter foul. Sound off time. Let's jump into it. Oh, what do we got today? Oh, we got legal stuff. Yay. Uh, New State of New York. Letitia James, the attorney general, has a press conference yesterday to announce a lawsuit against the Trump organization. A 220-page lawsuit from New York Attorney General Letitia James accuses the former president and his family of financial fraud, which includes lying to his lenders and insurers by overhauling his properties. Now, she also claims they gave false financial statements and inflating his net worth. President Trump responding to the suit by saying banks have a responsibility to their stakeholders to conduct their own valuation before giving hundreds of of millions of dollars to a business. Trump believes the real reason for the lawsuit is the culmination of years of political targeting. And in other legal news regarding Trump yesterday, the 11th Circuit came down with a, an opinion on the appeal from the DOJ uh, about having access to the documents that were seized from Mar-a-Lago and the 11th Circuit. I mean, I, I didn't re- I, I, I read a, a decent amount of this opinion. They weren't very kind to the uh, the trial judge in that. I mean, they, they, they were kind. They were just not kind to her arguments. A federal appeals court granting the Justice Department's request to continue reviewing classified documents seized by the FBI from former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. The three-judge panel pausing a lower court's order blocking investigators from reviewing the records pending a review by an independent arbiter known as a special master. The former president's lawyers had argued that an independent review of the records was essential, while the DOJ warned preventing officials from viewing the materials impedes the government's efforts to protect the nation's security. The investigation into whether government records taken by Mr. Trump after leaving office were mishandled or compromised. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Uh, and there, by the way, that was a three-judge panel in the 11th Circuit, two of which were Trump appointees. Mm. And again, they dismantled. Uh, the arguments that were made by the, the it's weird because they're the plaintiff in this case and that were adopted by the the lower court judge there and really took it apart and i i know people are going to think this is just some sort of animus or something but the way that that legal team and everything about that whole thing is running is just just not I'm not I'm not even even saying anyone's guilty or not or anything. I'm just saying 
I don't know what the legal team and the client and every I don't know what they're doing. Right. It's it is it is a mess. It is a complete mess, and it's it's getting to the point where it's 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 such a mess that it might hurt Trump even if he doesn't deserve to be hurt legally in this situation. But uh, nonetheless, so I, that could go to the Supreme Court. I don't know if they will appeal it all the way up to the Supreme Court because it's really a procedural matter matter within a large, and there hasn't been an indictment yet, and so. Anyway, that's that. Uh, other things going on. Oh, the Fed raised the rates again yesterday, Caleb. And I think they're going to do it again a few more times, maybe, right. before this is all over. Well, I think what the market's reacting to is you're seeing a very hawkish Federal Reserve president, a very aggressive Federal Reserve right now. And he was talking about uh, two more rate hikes for the last two meetings this year. And to get to where the Federal Reserve would like to be at the end of this year, you're looking at possibly a 75 basis points or three quarters of a percentage point, the same hike as this time for the next meeting. And then the final meeting, a half a percent point. Then one more rate hike in 2023 with rate cuts in 2024 and 2025 signaling the economy could need help in those years Mm. um so so you can kind of see the plan that might be mapped out for this whole thing essentially i'm no economist but essentially what they're doing now is they're they're risking they're risking and and taking a calculated risk and understanding that the consequence is going to be whatever the semantics of it for you is but some level of of recessionary numbers especially probably as it uh, applies to employment in exchange for not going into an even more prolonged period of inflation. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I mean, that is the, that's the tension it's between in, in inflationary issues and the strength of the economy, a recession, job numbers, those sorts of things that GDP, those sorts of things that go along with that. And the fed is essentially saying we're more, we're more worried about inflation right now than we are the potential of a recession again in part because it's a it's a little bit of a weird animal compared to when you've had other circumstances like this in that the the job market is just it's still weird right now it's just a wonky job market situation right now where unemployment is low and you've got people voluntarily leaving jobs heard a report from one of the state, I can't remember which which state that it was yesterday, but it was about people who voluntarily left jobs and they're just still breaking records in terms of numbers where where that is happening. And so it's not quite the typical setup that you've got for these things where it, the, the other side of the inflation thing is an immediate current concern about job numbers mm-hmm. that just really isn't there right now, but probably will change a bit with them continuing to raise interest right, rates. Right. Uh, all right, what else do we have? Oh, the, when is this dang spaceship taking off, Caleb? We were all ready for it. We had the countdown going a Are couple of weeks ago. Are they waiting until December? They're having more problems. Oh. No, I don't know what happened. If they didn't use the manual when they built that thing or what's going on. Maybe it was one of those Ikea ones that you can barely see. It's like putting together the just, Lego set. I'll figure it there's out. There's problems. NASA engineers dealing with yet another hydrogen fuel leak during a retest of its Artemis moon rocket at Florida's Kennedy Space Center. The liquid escaping from the same place and at the same time during the process, which led to the first two launch attempts being scrubbed. However, crews say they tried a kinder, gentler approach and were able to get the leak down to acceptable levels, continuing with the test. Depending on how the rest of it goes, NASA says it may try to launch the SLS rocket as soon as next Tuesday. It would also need a waiver from the Space Force for liftoff. 
the mission to send the uncrewed Orion spacecraft around the moon and back. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. All right, mark it down, Caleb. Tuesday morning, we might have it. I hope so. Live in-show launch. Hydrogen fuel leak, that doesn't seem like it would be that big of a deal, right? That sounds bad, though. (laughs) Sounds bad, man. It's not good. You're right. It's not good. Very much does. Let's make sure they've got that. Um, Slap some duct tape up there. Hey, uh, speaking of the holidays, were we speaking of the holidays? I don't think we were. Anyway, speaking of the holidays, uh, speaking of jobs, that we were speaking about, Walmart is about to go on a hiring blitz. So you got somebody looking for a job? Uh, things change in the retail world, whether with, with these big stores like a Walmart <laughs> yeah. and a Target, their their workforce is, is it just completely changes seasonally for these things. And Walmart's getting started on that now. Walmart is hiring 40,000 employees for the holiday season. It's planning to add seasonal store workers, full time permanent truck drivers and customer care employees. Walmart says it will pay more than seventeen dollars an hour, though it's a significant jump in hiring. Last year. It was looking for around 150,000 permanent employees to work over the holidays and beyond. Hmm. Retailers are heading into this year's holiday season with too much inventory, expecting softer sales and strained profits, so they're likely to be offering discounts. Ginny Kosova, okay. Fox News. Gonna be give, give me that new flatty for something extra cheap? 50 inch? Okay. For 99 bucks? What are we looking at here? Marking down PS5s? I doubt it. Probably uh, not. Just trying to stock PS5. Yeah, that's the one thing in commerce that is completely different than everything else right now. I don't know. I'm trying to think what I'm going to be get. What I'm looking for a deal on. I don't know that I'm necessarily looking for it. Do I just? Do I need another? You're TV? the reason the economy is about to go into shambles, Caleb. Well, I buy did, something. Didn't Jeez. give me enough stimmies. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sure, the I'm sure all the conservatives love, love hearing <laughs> hearing that theory Free on how, on how to get the economy going oh, okay. once again. Is that wrong? Okay. Uh, okay. The, oh, oh boy. Tim Allen has got himself in some hot water. I don't. The, the, this is the oh, home the, improvement the, guy. The, the tweeting about Biden. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed that. Thank you. Nice. Uh, I hate it when that. Uh, well, anyway. When when they get when people get so sensitive about comedians and those sorts of things and and that, but nonetheless, here's here was uh, here was the dastardly crime that he committed. Tim Allen's joke that he made about President Biden has gone viral. The 69 year old actor posted a tweet following Biden's appearance on the CBS television magazine show 60 Minutes. Allen wrote, "Biden was on 60 Minutes." I heard he asked how long the show was. A number of Twitter users accused Allen of being disrespectful. One person said he was replaced in the Toy Story franchise due to his comments like this. That person wrote, and this, kids, is why Tim Allen isn't the voice of Buzz Lightyear anymore. Others came to his defense. Another wrote, really? Twitter's trying to cancel sitcom dad Tim Allen for telling a dad joke? Chapolino, Fox News. I do not own any uh, Let's Go Brandon gear or anything like that. It's not I'm not really part of that movement. That's funny though. Come on. That was actually that was actually a good joke. Guys, that was funny. That was funny. And also I'm sorry if people want to go down that road and believe that Tim Allen's politics were not the reason that he didn't voice Buzz Lightyear. What was the within reason? the within the it's a different person within that universe. He voices he voices the toy. He doesn't voice the actual actor oh within that universe. Jeez. Okay, you're losing me quickly. 
Uh, Figured. Oh, we, we probably got to go. Darn it. Okay. We got to go. Okay. So I'll save the rest. 655. We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends. We got the uh, Capital Humane Society coming up next on KLIN. I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK today. 657 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Matt Machado joins us from the Calvary Humane Society. Morning, Matt. How you doing? Good. How about yourself? By the by the way, I didn't mention this last week. I saw you guys were on the uh, one of the uh, recipients on the big give uh, from Union Bank and Trust. Yeah. Um, so congratulations on that. That was uh, big news there for you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we were uh, very honored to be selected by the public. You know, that was all public voting. So uh, quite an honor to be selected, and that uh, hundred thousand is going to do a lot for Ooh. our positive impact project. That's so, awesome. Uh, be great. Glad, glad to hear it for you guys. Uh, all right, let's talk about the pets. What do we got this week? So first we got Ricky. Ricky's an approximately 15-year-old miniature schnauzer mix. He's a neutered male, and he's salt and pepper in color, kind of like my hair these days. But, uh, <laughs> Same. <laughs> he weighs 17 pounds, and he was surrendered because his previous owner just, they didn't have time for him anymore, so they brought him to us. But he's a laid-back guy. He's a gentle dog, and he's looking for a home to spend his retirement years. All right, what else? Then we got a litter of three kittens. So we got Maddie, Addie, and Mila, and they are about three months old. They're domestic short hairs. They're all solid black, and they're all spayed females. But they came to us. They came from a home where there was just too many uh, animals, too many cats, and so they brought them to us. And so uh, they're all available for adoption. And actually, every day at the adoption center, if you adopt two kittens together, the second adoption fee is cut in half. And uh, that's because cats are like potato chips. You can't have just one. <laughs> Good. All right. Uh, how can people get in touch or uh, or get an adoption completed? Yeah. So today and tomorrow, the adoption center is open 1130 to 7. We're out at 70th and Highway 2 in the same shopping center as the Home Depot. Saturday and Sunday, we're open from 12 to 5. All right. Let's get them adopted. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Yep, have a good one. All right, it is 7 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. Look at 1499.3 KLIN. All right, lines are full with people who are in a generation. Another way to say it, with people. Uh, all right. <laughs> Once somebody drops, you can get in. First winner of Generation Collaboration is going to get tickets to the volleyball game on Friday night. Uh, the uh, following ones not only play for pride for the Generation, but also for Greenfield's gift cards after somebody wins. And uh, here's how it works. We ask you what your Generation is. We assign you a partner based on that. Then you and your partner get is it five or six. I never remember. Five. five. Five questions about your Generation. Then you've got to get one about another Generation. That's called the extra point. If you get all five plus one, Right, you get the prize, volleyball tickets, and or Greenfields. More importantly, you support your generation and keep the millennials from winning once again another season with basically one person and with completely baby questions. Okay. Winners win. All right. Caller number four today gets on first is Dan. Hi, Dan. How are you doing? Good. Good. What generation do you identify as? Uh, she was, I don't know. I'm 58 years old. All right. Well, then you're, you're, uh, I you think a you're boomer. a boomer. You're well, you could be an X if you wanted to, if you feel young. Yeah. You want to, you can be an X or a boomer. Your choice. I'll be an X. All right. You're an X. Yeah. I think I like it. We got to have both ends of this thing covered. That's good. <laughs> All right. Casey Samisco stars in this 1987 film as a high school student who's set to match, uh, to fight a much larger transfer student. What? 
I don't know. I understood a word you said. Casey Simasco stars in this 1987 film as a high school student who's set to fight a much larger transfer student. Do you know I that, Dan? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> Casey idea. Casey Simasco, 1987. It's in my wheelhouse for the time that it would be. Fight a transfer student. I, mean, I don't a think much larger. Karate Kid was earlier than that. That's not what that is. Um, man, I'm sorry, Dan. I failed you here at this one. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, what is it, Mark? Three o'clock high. Well, I've never. What is that? I'm sorry, Dan. That's an L for us. Oh, wow. Has anyone heard of that movie? No. No. <laughs> but it's the first question on this card. It, uh, just remember who uh, gives these cards out. These games are rigged. It's unbelievable how much these games are rigged. Wow. Maybe he should have went with boomer questions. All right. Uh, my luck. <laughs> All right. Carrie gets a shot at this. Hey, Carrie, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. Uh, what generation do you identify as? I'm an X. Okay. All right. I'm going to redeem myself here. I got it. I'm due. All right. Here, here we go. Craig T. Nelson stars as the title character. Coach. Is that your final answer? Well, I guess I should listen to the rest of it, but he was also in Poltergeist. But yeah, we'll go ahead. Finish of what it. series is revolving around a fictional college football coach? Team? <laughs> yeah. In his 1981 hit, whose girl was Rick Springfield after? Jesse's. Talk about baby. Sorry, Carrie. I don't mean to talk over you. I just get excited <laughs> no, when I know I, these. You're good. This character going. is known as the main hero of the Masters of the Universe franchise. Uh, he Man. Wow. Uh, that's a- Here, here's a hand me uh, question. In 1990, Iraq sent about a hundred thousand soldiers to invade what country? Uh, Ku- Kuwait, right? Yeah, Ku- Kuwait. Kuwait. Yeah. Kuwait. Yep. Yeah. And watch your head. This classic action toy features two mechanical boxers battling it out. <laughs> that's the uh, what's that thing called? That was a little bit older like than the, my. What is it? Rock'em, sock'em. Yes, robots. Rock'em, sock'em, robots. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What should we, should we go? You want to go down or up for our for our extra point uh, question? Let's, let's go with the baby question. <laughs> I agree. Give me a millennial baby question. Make um, it really baby. Ooh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, what energy commodities and services company what? was implicated in a massive corruption and fraud scandal in 2001? Oh, oh no. That's so hard. I don't know. I don't know. If I, Enron. What's, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Let's go! You're going to the volleyball game, Carrie. Good job. Nice. Very nice. What do you mean, good job? You did. You answered them he all. He did it. No, he helped me with with several of them. Oh, yeah, he did a great job. Robots. Hey, uh, enjoy the volleyball game tomorrow night. Cheer loud. All right, we're gonna get your info. All, all right? right, I will. Thank you. All right, Carrie wins. Wow. X's. All right, just like that. I get it now, right off the bat. That's called resiliency. That's what you want to see in a generation. That's, and it's very typical of our generation, if you think of it. We, it's you, called the luck of the draw, no, the it's question called, card. That's very typical of Gen Xers, is resiliency. Been beat down at parts in our life, right? But nonetheless, here we are still in our in our 40s and our 50s and chugging along, you know, got through, got through all that stuff and don't always get the attention the other generations do. I get it, but that's a W. That's a W. So now we are playing for... Uh, Greenfields. Greenfields. And Pride. And that, by the way, puts Gen X at 3-5 and five for the year. One loss, one win today. Boomers are 3-8. and eight. Millennials, 1-0. Oh. Gen Z is 0-1. Oh and, 
And next. He's from Loop City. No kidding? Yeah. The new caller. That's awesome. I like it. Next is Asterisk James. The man, the man for whom did the did Asterisk James not listen to the show or, or was not in Lincoln? Caleb and the Millennials would basically never win this game. Hey, I mean, it's it's pretty accurate. I'm sorry that we had to bring in Aaron Judge for me, uh, uh, James. I don't know if that makes you feel. Uh, it should make you feel good. That's fine. You ready for this? Yeah, it's a lot of pressure, but yeah, I'm ready. I mean, if you lo- if you guys lose this one, it really opens the door for the Xers. It really does. Or maybe the Zers. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right. Uh, this hip-hop group released 1996's The Crossroads. Bone Thugs uh, and Harmony. Bone Thugs and Harmony. We were just in Lincoln a couple weeks ago. In 2003, what were French fries briefly renamed? <laughs> Freedom Fries. <Yep. laughs> what high-tech eyewear was tested by few in 2013? Oh, I wasn't able to get this. I really wanted it. I applied for it. Google Glass. All right. Rapper, I'll go with that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, rapper Coolio's song Gangsta's Paradise features on the soundtrack to this film. Well, I feel like this is more of an X question. It, uh, I think it's Dangerous Mind. Yeah, that's it. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh! The Morgendorfer family appears in what TV series? Uh, Daria. Are you kidding me? Daria. Are, you, are you kidding me? Yes. Spin off there. What do you want? X or boomers? I don't have Z's, so uh, it's one or the other. Let's take uh let's take one of those super hard X questions. Please, it better be. <laughs> All right. Ooh. The Challenger disaster. We were talking about space travel earlier. The Challenger disaster was attributed to what faulty part? Well that was the uh that was O ring. It was an O ring. O ring jerks. <laughs> Play your stupid song, please. Yeah! Okay! Okay! So frustrating. This is so frustrating. <laughs> Congratulations, James. Congratulations, James. I hope your food's overdone a little bit. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jeez. What a poor loser. Better than underdone. <laughs> That's probably true. You know a, unless you're eating, unless you get a steak. <laughs> cool. Uh, hang tight. Well, we've got your info. We'll get in touch with yeah, James. Yeah, we'll, we'll text you, James. We'll get him hooked up. All right. Do we know who we have on line one here? No, I was in the middle of answering all of your questions. Oh, okay. Let's see. Let's just put Those them on. Those baby questions. G- yes. Good morning, KLIN. Who's this? It's Charlie. Charlie. Uh, Charlie, Generation. Boomer. All right. Mark gets a shot, too. All right. right, Let's give this a whirl. Here we go. We don't have a very good record. One of the biggest stars of the outlaw country genre, this performer released the massively successful albums Redheaded Stranger and Stardust. Read that again. One of the biggest stars of the outlaw country genre, this performer released the massively successful albums Redheaded Stranger and Stardust. That's gotta be that's gotta be Willie Nelson. That is Willie Nelson. Yeah. I was say oh, David yeah. Bowie. <laughs> wow. Stardust. In this nineteen fifty one Tennessee Williams adaptation, Marlon Brando plays Stanley. Oh, that's a streetcar named Desire. That is correct. In the series The Bionic Woman, how does Jamie Summers become injured? Ooh, um, I have no idea, Mark. I was, I, I was, 
I would guess an automobile accident, but uh, uh, that's probably not right. I I I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll have to agree with you, but I don't think that's right. No, it was skydiving. Skydiving accident. There we go. That's that one. So we've all played today. That's different. Normally, Mark, we don't all play. I know. Normally, I just sit over here and twiddle my thumbs while you guys play. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I I think we might be getting a Gen Z on the line. Well, I thought thought Matt said he was going to basically have a residency for this thing. You, is he is he sleeping in this morning? He Not that be. a Gen Z would ever do that. Gen Z that getting his Z's? sleep in sleep in too late. But I recruited a partner for Matt, uh, and so Caleb is going to try it now. The standings as as they are right now, uh, Boomers taking L there, so they are now three and nine. Uh, Gen X got a win and a loss today, so we are three and five, and. The two time uh, just never mind. You and, don't have to give. Her and this. the two time champ millennials are two and zero. Oh, and again, I think both of the time with the same uh, was was James yeah, the caller the I first time so, yeah. a few weeks ago. He was in, and 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 it's not like he's racking up prizes because well he got the Greenfields this time, but he's <laughs> Matt's not answering his phone. No, he's definitely asleep. okay now. So I so my our next guest is going to have to do this alone. We've we've suggested several times. That you know, this is one of the Z's that could take a shot, and maybe he can uh, improve on what Matt did. But he doesn't have a partner, so we'll see how he does. And that is my son Johnny, who was uh, uh, in diapers, one year old, when I took this job back in the day. And Mo- he's just a massive podcast star now. Yeah, Matt was a guest on the Jack Mitchell podcast. You had to listen to it. We had kind of a dad and son podcast. Not trying to steal Caleb's shtick, but yeah, okay. uh, we did that. Hi, Johnny. Hello. Hi. I'm ready. You're ready. You you have to you all you have to do is get one and you'll do better than the last Gen Z contestant. We we were gonna part you partner with, but he's sleeping in. So all right. Uh, oh, that's easy. Yeah. Okay. Go go ahead, Caleb. Which partner? Which performer released the viral hit Gangnam Style? Oh God. Um. I know it. Uh. I know it, Johnny. Oh, I was like six. Um. <laughs> you needed Matt on this one. <sighs> I don't know. Ah! Oh, and one again for the Z's. Oh, oh, it was oh. it was Psy, right? P S Y Psy. Correct. <laughs> God, Johnny, how bad do you feel right now? Terrible. Why don't you start out with that one? That's how the game goes. Listen, listen, son. Life doesn't deal you just questions and situations that you're able to handle and coast through. You've got to overcome adversity. You've got to raise your game a little bit. Let's make this a lesson for life, shall we? Okay? Uh, When this comes up in... No, when this comes up in real life... I need you to I need you to remember this moment when you failed on radio in front of an entire city. Go drink a glass of milk. I will. I got you some last night. Have a good day at school. Don't be as bad at school as you were on this game. <laughs> wow. McMaster is going to feel terrible when he sees McMaster's going to see the tweets. We tagged him in the tweets. Everything you texted him, you called him. Do you think he knew that? McMaster knew that because he's an older Z. He would have definitely known that. It wasn't a Kardashian question. Well, give me the next Z question. Let's see what Johnny... I'm just curious if Johnny... We do have to go. Can you give me the next one? Uh, Macy's department store holds a nationally broadcast parade for this U.S. holiday. That's a Z question? 
Thanksgiving. Rick Carl and I don't know how to pronounce that other one because I haven't watched the series a whole bunch are all survivors of the zombie apocalypse on what TV series? Uh, is that The Walking Dead? Yeah. Uh, this model <laughs> had a wax figure of her likeness created ahead of London Fashion Week in 2016. Uh, Kim? No. I don't know. Kim Kardashian? I don't know. Matt probably would have got this. It's Kendall Jenner. Oh, he was the right family. No, Matt's bad with the Kardashians. We already knew that. And then uh, featuring performances by Constance Wu, Henry Golding, and Michelle... I'm sorry that okay, I can't wow. pronounce the last name. Uh, 2018 rom-com raked in big bucks at the box office. Okay, they they would have failed anyway. It doesn't matter. Crazy rich Asians. They would they would have failed that. Z's 0 and 2. Millennials 2 and 0. Gen X 3 and 5. Boomers 3 and 9. Got a couple more weeks left of this, I think. We can go through. We, we can go through a while. Yeah. We next week we'll going. let next we'll let with Johnny and, and Matt actually pair up. We'll actually make it work. So the, we got to get Z's win. I'm starting to feel worry about the future of our country. We got to make sure they're both awake. Jeez, Johnny was, but trying to get them both at one time in the same place, <laughs> just Snapchatting and everything. It's tough. Seven twenty five. We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your drive. Presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, it is time to count them down. And uh, boy, we got a little bit of information just coming in that we're going to get to here with... Number five. Board of Regents, uh, University Board of Regents, will be meeting September 30th. Their agenda was just released a few moments ago and it for the 30th, and it does include what we've been talking about earlier, possibility of amending the agreement at Pinnacle Bank Arena for uh, UNL sporting events to serve alcohol and also for a multimedia rights um, a contract, I guess, with Playfly Sports are both on the agenda. Yeah, um, I am. Ju- this just got posted a couple of minutes, so we're getting a little bit of chance to take a look at it. Um, Caleb, let's start. I know the the alcohol at PBA has kind of gotten most of the news, but this new we're particularly interested in, and I think the consumers probably should be too. Yes, uh, in the in the new multimedia rights deal, this has been there's been a lot of action on this over the last two years um, from you know from from going away. Uh, from the existing, uh, let's see, was who's IMG to yeah, IMG to in house, and then you almost had another agreement with the group in California. Then that was yep. didn't happen. Uh, what can you what can you tell us? So, looking at a 15 year multimedia rights agreement with Playfly Play Sports, and this 15 year deal would actually begin October 1st. So, here in just over a week is when this deal would really? begin. It would transition over the next nine months and run through uh, 2038, into the summer of 2038. It's valued at over $300 million, with more than 273 of that guaranteed, $7.5 million in signing bonuses. Um, there's estimated royalties, capital, invest- capital investments, um, Digital Suite, which is the website and the app, and a uh, part of that as well, Name Image Likeness Fund. More than two and a quarter million into an oh, NIL really? fund. Really? All right. You really dug into that. That was a long contract you dug into very oh. quickly here. I've been digging into the new agreement with the university and Lincoln West Haymark Arena, otherwise known as Pinnacle Bank Arena. Um, they already had approved the revisions that allowed 
alcoholic beverages in that for university events for the Big Ten wrestling mm-hmm. uh, tournament. This new agreement would move that forward. And starting, they they want to admit it further to allow the sale of alcohol at university events pursuant to this agreement. And so they're restating the whole agreement, um, but they're making some additional agreements when it comes to the financial parts of it. So uh, university is going to be able to take as a credit against their own rent and amount to all turnback sales tax the city receives from the sale of basketball tickets for home games pursuant to the convention center facility financing assistant. Uh, and uh, let's see, this doesn't... Okay, here it is, the concessions part. All right, here's the, the interesting part about the money. City is going to receive 90% and university will receive 10% of net revenues minus the cost of goods sold received from the sale of alcoholic beverages at UNL events. The parties agreed to re- revisit this allocation at the conclusion of the 23-24 season. So this would be basketball, uh, both men's and women's, I correct? assume so, yes. Yes. So it's it, it's the use of PBA for Husker events, so that would be So if, for, a, if a volleyball game were to, uh, a match would be held there up for some reason, that might also be included. That would also be, so that might be a one-game thing. Um, parties agree that on or before January 1st, 2024, to begin to negotiate in good faith all terms of the condition for amended and restated lease operating agreement for the remainder of the term. So this is kind of a trial run on this thing, um, and they'll, they'll take another look at it after the 23-24 basketball season. But if this is approved, and I think, you know, looks like a lot of the work is done, I assume, from hearing a little bit already from some of the regions that this is something that will be approved and then would go into effect uh, or at least they could start doing this for the first Husker event starting at Pinnacle Bank Arena which um, let's see now I believe they said September 30th 30th is the date of the regions meeting the 30th is the day okay I do, so I don't know there is a, an event a Husker event at Pinnacle Bank Arena that night it's the opening night thing for Nebraska men's and women's basketball. Right. So I don't know if it, it is going yet by then or not, or they're going to wait and see and make sure that they've got the votes when that happens on Friday. Uh, but I would assume, provided they get the votes, that then your first home game, which will be a few weeks after that. So men's basketball actually has a uh, an exhibition against Shattering State October 23rd. So that would so it'd be about three weeks mm-hmm. after that at that point. Um Special, specifically designated facilities, areas, you know, that that was something that was already approved in the February agreement, and so that's part of it as well. So, anything else you're wondering about that, Caleb? Anything else that uh, we we should mention on that? Uh, I don't know. I just got a lot of reading to do now. Yes. <laughs> now that this posted. I thought I saw something about uh, Memorial Stadium renovation uh, also on the, just the, I didn't get into the details. I mean, it's 254 pages, and we saw it here after 730. Um, but I think there was a mention in, in one of the items. Yes. Yeah, there there is. Um, and I'm I'm just looking at, at some of this. It's It's got to do. The action is uh, approve a waiver with respect to engagement of program manager and board of uh, regents policy with respect to project sequencing for Memorial okay. Stadium improvement project. Um, so it sounds like something. And so it's yeah. so, it, it, it's it's just, uh, I think it's, it looks like it's allowing some flexibility is what I would say in... Um, in the situation, in the in the plans for the, I mean the renovations are already going on. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's it's likely just some tweaks to um, some of the thi- some of the things that are always going. Although this actually has actually it looks like this has to do with the Memorial Stadium itself, not the practice facility project. Okay. Um, yes, and it doesn't look like. Uh, Athletics is recommending the typical project sequencing be adapted to address the unique challenges of the Memorial Stadium Improvement Project. Um, the uh, and, and so they're asking the athletics to be able to spend a reasonable amount on conceptual design and cost estimating under agreements to be approved by the chancellor and the system presidents. They want to bring those teams in early, which would allow for consistency throughout the project, then to determine the scope and phasing of the improvements, then the program would be finalized and submitted to the Board of Regents for approval. If approved, the project would proceed through intermediate design and construction. So, oh, this is, so, so sorry, I'm, I'm doing quick reading here. So what this essentially is, is a- allowing um, this, th- an amended sequencing for doing some of the planning for this okay. is basically so. This is not the, the is. actual renovation. So is yeah, it's it's it. getting the process starting as okay. as I understand it. So anyway, we will have more on that. Caleb will have stories on it, I'm sure, uh, and we won't have to speed read when we do that. Number four, the agenda for the Nebraska racing. I'm not speed reading that one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Agenda for the Nebraska Racing and Gaming Commission, uh, which takes place tomorrow at 1 o'clock. That's also Nebraska East Union. Uh, Second item on the agenda is the War Horse Gaming of Lincoln Authorizing Gaming Operations application. They begin conducting games of chance, which would mean a planned 1030 Saturday opening for their temporary casino out west would possibly be possible. My goodness, booze at basketball games, gambling at slot machines in Lincoln. We became Vice City here in a period of about 48 hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. By the way, um, OG Steven texted in on the Rick Stein Recognition text line, $7.5 million signing bonus. How'd they come up with that number? What's the $7.5 million signing play, bonus for? On, uh, well, play fly. Frost's... Uh, no, I know that part of it. Well, just... Oh, how'd they come up with a seven and a half oh. million dollar signing bonus? Oh, okay. Just in terms of the increased revenue. It well, Sorry. With, with, with the multimedia rights deal, there's the seven and a half million dollar signing Thank bonus you. they had with it, and Frost's buyout would have dropped seven and a half million dollars had they waited until October first. Gotcha. Not to say that that's what it is. Yeah, but I need things explained to me. Very. We meticulous. just read a lot of info, right? Yeah, away. my head is jumbled <laughs> right now. Number three. Federal uh, Reserve delivered its bluntest reckoning of what it'll take to tame painfully high inflations. They say slower growth, higher unemployment, potentially a recession. They raised the uh, Fed's funds rate by 75 basis points, also known as three quarters of a percent. And they're looking at possibly uh, north of 4% by the end of next year. So markets, you know, it's... Which way do you want? Which weapon do you want to hurt you here exactly? Do you want it to be inflation, or do you want it to be um, something that looks like a recession? And it sounds like they're more concerned about long-term impacts of inflation than than you know the a little bit of a fluctuation downward in terms of uh, or upwards, I should say, in terms of unemployment numbers at this point. I I, I think what factors in. It's just that you've got, when when we've been in these situations as a country in the past, economically, the job market has looked really different. It's than been, it, than it's it been does horrible. Right now. Uh, unemployment rates go way up. 
And right now, I heard one stat yesterday that said for every unemployed person in the country, there's two jobs available. Well, so, yeah, right. So, that, that's so, the di- that's, that's the, the difference, difference now than what you've than what right. you've seen when you know other times that the U.S. has been flirting with or in a, a recession and dealing with that. So I think it's less impending and i don't know if they're right or not but i'm just telling you what i think they're probably thinking i think that's less impending to the fed i think they would rather take that risk than the risk of extended inflation oh yeah at that point and that's what the that's what the fight is inflation is is just a financial killer um for so many people even if they if their wages are higher Mm -hmm. inflation outpaces the wage increases so you're out actual hard dollars yeah and so this this is a situation it's a, it's a tightrope they walk, but I think they'd rather put us into a recession than to, and in order to get inflation. It, but it, it, and if they do, it's going to be a different variety of recession. I'm yes. not I'm not trying to minimize it, but it's just a different variety. The economy is in a unique place. I'm not saying it's a great place, but it's just it's a it's a unique place with where the problems are right now in terms of growth and those sorts of things right now you can also you know you can always throw in the political realities uh uh, high inflation going into the midterms elections uh makes it uh, a lot tougher for democrats to get elected so you know if if this is if you're wanting to throw the politics into this this would be a way to uh yeah maybe i i don't think you're going to actually change many outcomes but at least it's a talking point i i suppose yeah i I, I suppose if if you think you're gonna have that kind of an impact that people can feel from this in two months or or less than two months essentially and 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 you could also argue that a recession isn't great for you know for politics either so well not if that's it's it's not great for the party in power exactly that's what i mean yeah neither of the neither of them are things that you're putting on campaign signs right right and your competitors are definitely putting it in their hands. Right. It's not, you're not Biden Harris. Hey, we got a recession, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. Number two. Just what is the autumnal equinox? Well, it's when the sun, the center of the sun, crosses the uh, the equi- not the equator. The the uh, well, I'm drawing a blank on the what you call it. What is it? The the, the Tropic of Cancer yeah, or yeah, something? Right, like that. And and of course. It's uh, as celestial it's, equator. Yes, the celestial. Equator. Uh, so at eight oh nine tonight, eight oh six tonight. Shortly after eight p.m. Central Time, it crosses. So we go into fall. And the southern hemisphere goes into spring. And so the, that celestial equator is is basically. And if you took the equator, which you just go, you remember your globe from when you were a kid. Right. With mine had a little like blue tisa, piece of tape on it that was the equator. Right. But if you extended that out as a plane, essentially into right. space, that's the celestial equator. Correct. And, and so when the sun crosses that, no, that is what the equinox yeah. is. When the center of the sun crosses, and the leaves will turn, and the campfires will fire up, and the candy corn will be flowing like wine later tonight. At least that's what I'm told. All right. Number one. I caught this one just way deep yesterday. I was looking for some stuff. National Transportation Safety Board. They're coming out with a recommendation that all new vehicles be required to have blood alcohol monitoring systems that can stop an intoxicated person from driving. Blood alcohol? Mo- so this isn't like the, is, is that like it, the it, interlock things that they have now? I, I believe it is. So that would be, you know, the, the breath, uh, breathalyzer or whatever you call it, new push. Make roads safer. Keep drunk drivers off the road. Okay. So. Okay. But here's the thing. I, I mean, I don't. 
I don't necessarily, I don't know, I'd have to think through some of that. But number one, that thing better have zero, zero, zero issues in terms of malfunctioning. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Because what a mess. And um, I think there have been issues with those in the past. It's not that a person's, you know, drunk, but they can't drive their car because there's a malfunction with it. You've got, in, until until you do that, you have got to be dang sure that 99.99999% of this, it's not going to work, or it is going to work, and it's not going to stop someone's car and make them unable to go when they're, you know, sober as a preacher, essentially. Yeah. Or as, you know, legally drunk. You know, does it, at what point... You know, is it right? A, do they do they set it in for every state with their limit? Yeah, yeah uh, that's a good question. And what happens if you cross state lines? Uh huh. There you go. All right. So- Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at Forty Fourth and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK today with Jack and friends on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right. First. Fantasy Huskers keyword for a chance at a $100 prize pack from Valentino's at Alumni Hall. Sorry, Mariah, I didn't mean to talk over you. Time for another Fantasy Huskers keyword. It's uh, Weekend Fling Week where you get another team to enjoy just for the weekend before you go back to your original favorite team. Uh, you pick team, you the one out of the AP 20, Top 25 you think is going to score the most points this week. A few are off the board, but there's still a lot of good choices that are out there right now. And if you want to pick, which would be the eighth pick of the week, you need to text in a word to 402-479-1400. And Caleb, I know you got a lot going on over there, but what's that word? Points. Points. P-O-I-N-T-S which is what you're trying to pick, the team with, that scores the most points out of the AP Top 25. We're going to tell you who will text you back if you get the pick, and we'll tell you what the picks are at the end of the show. If you get the closest or uh, the high points this week, 50 bucks to Valentino's, 50 bucks to Alumni Hall, a cruise to you. All right, Robin and Dave, the Grow Lincoln team, join us right now. Robin, Dave, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. Good, good morning. Let's jump into the news because I know you guys have a lot right now. Uh, okay. 28th and Yankee Hill Road starting to get some some more stuff as Lincoln grows to the south. Yes. What do we have going in there? Well, there was a vacant uh, spot there uh, that is going to be occupied by America's Best Eye Care. Is moving, uh, they're moving into that location. They have a sign-up uh, now. So uh, they will be starting their construction and whatnot for that new facility. This is the facility that Salsaritas was located in, and the space that I'm talking about is to the west of uh, the former Salsaritas space. Okay. And we have information about that the, the, the restaurant space. space. Robin, why don't well, you tell us about that? Well, wait, let's go back to America's Best, because we yeah. had a Grow Lincoln fan that asked a question yeah. about America's Best. Oh, that's true. Um, Gene Koonsman asked if that was going to be a second location or were they relocating. Um, so we sent out the Grow Lincoln investigative team to <laughs> check on this, and it, it it'll it'll be a second location. I could have told you a second location. They I are did going, know that. Yeah, they're going to keep the one at Forty Eighth and R. All right, what will happen at Salsaritas then? The restaurant, which I never got to in the time they were open. Sad. I feel like it's partially my fault they closed. Probably. <laughs> uh, what do we? Well, got I went there? there a couple of times. I made up for you. 
Qdoba. Isn't that right, Robin? Taking over. They're South taking Sweden over that space. space. Yes. Um, and Patrick Conway, um, we, put, I, we put a picture of that on the Facebook page. And Patrick Conway asked, when is it opening? And we have heard a variety <laughs> of answers on that. And let me just say, I would probably always believe the last date that you hear because it has been so tough for yeah. restaurants to get open. But we've heard anywhere from one to three to four weeks. Right. So, all right. I think we're probably so looking more maybe like in October. Week. Yeah, probably in October. Probably the second week of October. Check it back in October and maybe it'll be there and get yourself a burrito. Uh, all right, Dave, uh, under the viaduct, what do we know? This is the Rosa Parks viaduct, not the Harris, right? Yeah. All right. What, uh, what's happening under the viaduct? Uh, Urban uh, Development Director Dan Marvin told the Chamber of Commerce Group yesterday that. The city will begin paving near the Milltown building. There's a gravel parking lot there under Rosa Parks, uh, and they're paving it for food trucks. Okay. Yeah. And so they're going to have changeable light colors there, such as, which one would you want to have? Husker Red. Sure. But uh, Halloween, I, I, this you put on the orange, right? right? Christmas, the red and green. There yeah. you go. And at least one member of the audience had potential worries about uh, what else? Have you, Pigeon drop. Have you ever parked under the Harris overpass? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I think which is I, just a few blocks from there. It requires a long-term plan. But this yeah. is one of those areas they've identified, and that City Council's been talking about expanding. We're talking about the ability this for, for quite food a while. trucks right. to to have a spot, and so this would be an area and really kind of um, kind of get that south downtown expansion that that is starting to happen this would be something that would kind of kickstart that part of it that are getting consumers getting people out into that area if you've got basically a a food truck area under under rosa parks yes and it's a partly to a strategy in general to get people in the downtown and haymarket office buildings back to work and not you know to stay home and zoom but come into the office okay uh all right more under the viaduct news this would be though under the harris viaduct uh robin what do we have here fleetwood applying for a liquor license at 801 o street so continued activity under do viaducts. we know what fleetwood is is that it a fleetwood is, mac themed bar? bar it's a bar is yeah. it gonna all feature all like we're gonna go from rihanna to dreams to to all, all kinds of fleetwood mac <laughs> songs all the time? I, I mean I'm, i'd be interested they could they'll do have, that. They'll have Stevie Nicks up there waving her. Uh, I, I will admit this. Uh, I, I, I have grown into my interest in Fleetwood Mac over the years. They've grown on me. As a young person, I, I heard people listening to it. You heard it on the, the classic rock station stuff. You're like, yeah. This. But I went to a Fleetwood Mac concert. Did you go to the one where he ago. got okay? Because there was ago. a one decades where ago. was it Lindsey Buckingham got sick during the Lincoln show and they had to call it off. Yeah, that one. I that yeah. was uh, that was a while ago. But yeah, that happened in Lincoln. Yours actually finished, so that's good. Time to bring him back. <laughs> uh, all right, residential news, Dave. Eighty uh, fourth and Roca. My goodness, eighty fourth and Rokeby. Right. Jeez, what? Who knew what, what, there what, was? There's, there's, I can't believe there's stuff there now. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to bring up one thing that's not too far from there. Um, Chris Myers asked yeah. what the development there is going to be. Right, and and I'll get to that in just a moment, but there was also uh, Grandview Estates uh, at 78th and Rokeby, which is going to be 234 housing units. And to his question, at 84th and Rokeby, uh, they were doing a, a zoning change, 
And apparently there were going to be 574 apartments and townhouses. So and just, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of uh, construction equipment going, moving, earth moving equipment. What going is that? 800 there. houses and apartments and townhomes between 78th uh, and 84th. And yeah. Ro- Rokeby. On Rokeby. Rokeby, which what? is like that, that feels, uh, the, to me, that is like the, you fall off the end of the town right after That's you like, get across Rokeby. Like Syracuse. Uh, here at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think, uh, and you guys know this better than me, but man, five years from now, what just that whole, take Rokeby and then go across to where the Beltway is going to be. Well, the next, and then road, the other, over, the, next road south is Saltillo. Saltillo and then the Beltway and, and over there. I, at, I think it's just going to explode. I mean, it's just going to explode. I think we just got to deal I, with we just got to deal with sewer systems. Yeah, yeah. That's but, you know, know they don't have to have those. Yeah, people like it. Do they? Yeah, Is it people are into that now? <laughs> rumor has it <laughs> sewer systems hot since the fifteen hundreds. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. I don't know. I don't know when sewer systems started. That might date might not have been right. Uh, all right, more residential. What do we have? We got a question from Facebook, a listener. Yeah, Facebook fan Kim Robinson asked, "What is coming to Denton Road and Amaranth? Am I saying it right, Lincoln Peaks? Oh, these new roads. I don't I, even. I don't they're know. They're so new. I just I figured out I'm... how to pronounce Old Genie in Saltillo. <laughs> yeah. Um, she Kim reported that they have begun some grading and marked an area behind where we know the future U stop is going to go. Um, according to tax records, Southwood Village Apartments of Omaha, the dial company, yeah, is the developer here. One of their entities, yes. Yeah, so we're probably going to see even more residential housing, which we need. Denton Road and Aaron. I've, I've got to look this up. So this is, you know, not too far from the new casino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is yeah. very close to the casino. Right. It opens in two days, by the way. I don't know if yeah. you guys heard. Yes, Assuming nothing, there's no snags at the meeting tomorrow. Got to worry. Opens in two. You got days. a couple of interesting meetings. I liked your uh, analogy, though. It's crazy. All we were doing was speed reading agendas for meetings during the morning drive <laughs> Which, today. I mean, don't doesn't everyone want to spend their time reading agendas? Robin, Robin can tell you all about that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done my share. <laughs> Been there. Uh, yeah. uh, all right. Continuing to move on. My goodness, so much stuff today. Dave, uh, we got a uh, Liba rib- ribbon cutting here on a medical building. Yeah. What's that? Uh, Prairie Orthopedics and Plastic Surgery. Uh, they are celebrating their new location on North 27th and Fletcher. Uh, and this is across from Brian Urgent Care. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, we that's get, all we, we get got. A lot of that's medi- a lot. We get a lot of medical things uh, yeah, happening. That's yeah. good. Good, a, yeah, good medical infrastructure of, in this city. We have a lot of healthcare workers that yes. listen to yep. KLIN. Uh, all right, so there you go. If you have quite, that was a bunch of questions, and uh, you guys are welcome to use the Grow Lincoln social media, Facebook, Twitter, if you have questions for them, or uh, if you want to text me one and, and I can send it their way, if that's easier for you, you can do that. 
Two, uh, we do have a show this Saturday because it's a bye week for Nebraska football. Yeah. What are we doing this week, Robin? Um, Lincoln Electric is going to be, and they've been providing some fun news about our show, you know, on our show. As you know, we have a couple podcasts about electric cars, but this week is less fun for LES. (laughs) They are proposing a rate increase. They are proposing a rate increase and they feel compelled to defend this. So we will have a lively discussion with them this Saturday at noon. Also, Roy Christensen will be in studio to talk about running two or three businesses all at one time and time management i would be interested too not to tell you how to do your show but interested to you because there's been the legislation that now allows roy's an audiologist people probably know that that allows people to get hearing aids over the counter now and just how that changes the whole game for for what he does that'd be an interesting conversation too we should ask him that question again not to tell you how to do your show but nonetheless (laughs) i think it's a good idea thank you yeah thank you very much all right there you go that is it for the grow lincoln team Uh, again here on saturday including this saturday at noon check out their podcast at klin.com ask them a question if you see a new building going up and you're wondering what it is they can what it is they can almost always get the answer for us thank you very much robin and dave we'll talk to you i won't talk to you next week we're going to be at team jack team jack so i'm going to be out in Elwood, so I will talk to you guys in, in two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks. All right, there you go. Take 25. It is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Pirate. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. 838 K today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. 54 degrees in the capital city. Well, you know, a, a, a bye week might be slower to usually talk about Nebraska sports, Nebraska athletics, and... Uh, Today, Caleb and I have been speed reading Board of Regents agendas as one for, does for our Thursday activity <laughs> before the uh, bye week. Greg Sharp joining us right now uh, from the Husker Sports Nest Network, the voice of the Big Red. Good morning, Greg. How are you doing today? Anything interesting in those notes? <laughs> yeah, you might. I, I don't. You might be interested in portions of it. Nothing involving you. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, good, good. Listen, you're you're used to you're used to uh, having some some different bosses, or, or kind of wondering what the next iteration of it will be. But in, in all seriousness, though, let me ask you: just you know, since you're you're the bridge between the the network and the listeners, and and all of those things, um, when when this happens, when the, there is a change, and, and for those who don't know, uh, the regents are going to vote on a new multimedia rights deal uh, with a company called Sportsfly. Play fly. Um, play fly. Play fly. Oh, Thank you very much, guys. Um, and it's going to be over. It's for the next 15 years, 300, 300 million dollars. Uh, but what is, I, I guess, from the list, the things that the listener might be interested in, and I know you don't know at all what this is going to mean practically at this point, but you've been through this before a little bit. What, what should listeners know when they, they see something like this is going to happen in terms, especially in terms of the product when they're listening to you on the radio and they're listening to shows, Sports Nightly, and, and those sorts of things what's kind of that process like well i don't you know if it's done right and i I assume that it's going to be i don't think the listeners are going to notice really anything different uh will there be some subtle changes absolutely uh you know uh, what those will be i don't know i right i I haven't had any chance to talk to anybody from this new company uh we were just informed yesterday uh that this was happening (laughs) it was kind of funny i walked in and 
our whole group walked in and we were all handed you know, those HR packets like, okay, your services are no longer required here. And you're like, oh, oh okay. Uh, so uh, if this is approved next week, uh, I will no longer be an employee of the university as of January the 3rd. So that's when Playfly will take over uh, the, the running of the operation in early January. So hopefully I'm a part of that, but you know, I would assume I would be, but you know, we, we have not heard from the new company and we'll sure. not hear from them until the regions put the, the, the stamp of approval on it here next Friday. The, the other thing I think that is, you know, again, I think maybe one of the first things I probably think about it because it's, it's, it's my world is, is the, you know, the broadcast stuff, the, 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 the shows, the broadcast, those sorts of things. But when you're talking about multimedia agreement like this, like an agreement like this one, uh, this is like super all encompassing. What are, give us some examples of like what the other things involved in that are besides just the things that that you and I might think about the most in terms of the radio broadcasts. Sure, when people go to our events, whether it's at Memorial Stadium or the Devaney Center, you see the advertisements in the stadium and the arena. Those are sold by the Multimedia Rights Agreement. Uh, programs, the ads that are in the program, if you buy a program, those are sold by that group. Uh, obviously, the radio is a big component of it. The television shows with the head football coach and head basketball coach, those are uh, the, the ads that are in that are part of the multimedia agreement. Uh, corporate outings, they put together corporate outings for people to come buy a swath of tickets and have a pregame tailgate party and then go in and watch either a, a, a football or a basketball game. So all those things are entailed in the multimedia rights agreement. And, and you know, a lot of times that partner will then help uh, help the university maybe buy a new school board for a, an arena or a stadium and like in the past, the ribbon boards that are up now that Memorial Stadium were purchased by one of the previous owners of the multimedia rights agreement. So that's what it all entails. Okay. Uh, the production of all the broadcasts, but then, yes, all the signage that you see at the stadium, that's primarily what it is. All right. Um I mean, we might as well get to the other things that are less directly that 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 involve you, but I think nonetheless are very significant for for fans of the athletic department. We'll start with the one that was getting a little bit of buzz yesterday with some reporting, and that is uh, if the regents approve it next Friday, that Pinnacle Bank Arena, Pinnacle Bank Arena only, uh, will have the ability to sell alcohol during Husker events. Now that you had a little bit of a taste of this with the Big Ten Wrestling Tournament back in early 2022, but if this is approved, this will go on for basketball seasons. Kind of a trial run of a few, uh, couple seasons here with with uh, with this one. What do you make of the fact that, it, it Greg, it, it involves Pinnacle Bank Arena, but it looks like nothing else right now? I mean, I can confirm now, having looked at it, that it's only Pinnacle Bank yeah. Arena. Well, a couple things. One, you know, this has obviously been talked about for years around here, whether to do that. And a lot of schools have. I mean, Nebraska is probably in the minority of places that don't serve alcohol. And I'll, I'll hear it walk in the concourses of football games from other fans like, are you kidding me? They don't have beer for sale? That's just stands. And so a lot of people are shocked when they come to Lincoln and they go to one of our events and there is no beer sale. So Nebraska is is dipping their toe into it with basketball. And here's the, the thing. Nebraska doesn't own Pinnacle Bank Arena. That's owned by the city. They don't own Haymarket Park. That's owned by the Salt Dogs and their their facility. Nebraska does control Memorial Stadium and Devaney. And so this, this does not include that. But then they have to work out an arrangement, in this case, with the city for PBA to do this. And I think that's why the two-year trial run is being used to kind of to see, one, one how it goes, and also, two, what, what is the revenue going to be of it? Because then you have to split the revenue between Pinnacle Bank Arena and the university for those sales. And they don't really have an idea what it's going to be. So that's why they're going to 
go through it through two years, and then they may revamp it at that point in time. But, hey, I know this is a hot-button issue. Of all the things that are on that agenda, this is going to get the most attention because it is certainly a hot-button issue within the Husker community. Now, I've been I've been going through the addendums here on the, the Regents, and the proposal that they're looking at now would give, if anybody's interested, maybe people aren't interested, but the university would keep 10% of these new sales, um, and the arena or the city would, would keep the other 90%. So that's what the breakdown is. For the time being, then there's the potential they renegotiate something like that. So correct that that yeah that 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 will be interesting. I'm I'm kind of bu- I'm kind of bummed, Greg, because it seemed like it seemed to me at least as a as somebody who goes to games at all these facilities, Haymarket Park is the one where it seemed like it made the most sense um, for a few reasons. Number one, I heard about the arena. And all I think of is lines, <laughs> and right. I, I think of finding a good place to go out and actually, you know, get a get a an adult beverage or food or whatever if you if you want to. It, you know, people congregate at halftime. There's a designated halftime. It's hard to do it. Baseball, right? You can see the field from the concourse. The lines are going to be a little bit shorter, and I don't and I don't think you do either. I don't think either of us know exactly why. I'm not sure if that was something about Haymarket Park not wanting to go down to that road, or they really wanted to make it a limited trial. But but I'm hopeful maybe that if if this works here, that's something. Haymarket Park seems like the next step, or maybe the first step, but it's not going to be the first step at this point. Right, and I think that there's probably have been discussions between Nebraska and the Salt Dogs about whether to to do that. Yeah. Maybe they just can't reach the agreement yet, or yeah. uh, you know. But I think that, and maybe it happens before next year. That's a good I mean, point. This is coming up here with basketball in Great about point. a month with the first games, so they maybe could do. There's more. A board of Regents meetings before baseball would have a home game. So maybe they do get to that at that point. That's again, good, these yeah. are separate negotiations, one with the city and one with the salt dogs. Yeah, so. you make a really you make a really good point because and I and because you you put these on when you've got the agreement and if there's ongoing negotiation right that and you have you're not going to have baseball games in there until March right. uh, then then that won't be that won't be an issue. I I just think for the March ones they they should offer warm Warm drinks, though I don't. I don't know what that is, but apple yeah. ciders. Uh, yes, uh, some something like that, because you and I both know what those March games can be like, and you know, an ice cold, uh, ice cold beer may not sound the best while you're shivering, uh, but but uh, but nonetheless. And then and then the other interesting thing, Greg, uh, that that came out today, and this is a little bit more like. I don't know in the weeds a bit, but essentially the university is is asking the uh, or the athletic department is asking the board of regents to be able to uh, hire a, a program manager, kind of a consultant role, to start working on the process of uh, doing renovations on Memorial Stadium before they present a plan to them. And and, and I can get I, I I'm not even capable of getting in the weeds, kind of in the construction industry of how things are changing and how this is. But the bottom line and the interesting thing is they are moving toward another phase of Memorial Stadium renovation. And it'll be fascinating to see, Greg, how that plays in with what the university is hearing from the fans about the game day experience, what is still needed. I, I, I assume you're not adding seats particularly. I don't think that's something that they're interested in, but what what the face of this expansion is is going to look like. It's it's probably and I'm interested in what you think, Greg, but the last time we saw this was the expansion of the East Stadium, added a bunch of seats, added a bunch of bunch of boxes. I've got to imagine this is gonna feel very different than that in terms of what the ultimate goal is, but I'm not sure what it'll be and, and, and nobody knows at that point. That's why they want this program manager here. 
Right. And I don't know that the word expansion, maybe renovations might be the best yes. word to use for this. Right. And this is just loosening up some processing that you have to do with state department, state government type things, because it is a state institution to allow them to maybe do everything you just said, get a consultant in and lay out some designs and plans before they have to get finally approved by the Board of Regents. It just gives the athletic department a little more flexibility in looking at this. Go back last winter, Jack. Remember the big survey? that Husker Athletics yeah. send out. And would you go with Loge boxes or other suites? Or what, what would, And so I think they're, they've are they taken all that, and now they kind of want to go, okay, what if we did do some Loge seating in South Stadium? What would that look like? Well, this gives them the flexibility, if approved again by the board next Friday, to start maybe getting some people involved and come up with some designs and that type of thing. And then maybe get multiple designs to go, well, we don't like A, B, and C, but we do like K. Maybe K is the program that we need to go with. So this will just allow them some flexibility to kind of project what the next 25 years of Memorial Stadium is going to look like. And it's going to change, and it needs to change. as yeah. the sports fans' appetite for what they want is different now than it was 50 years ago. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, about, it's less about quantity of seats and more about game day experience. There's Correct. no doubt about that. I mean that that that's completely shifted. It's just what form does that take? Now I'm on record, and and I hope Trav hears this. I'm on record that I don't know if I'd be the only one to use this, but I have a habit whether I'm watching a game uh, on TV or listening on the radio, or I'm in person at like one of my son's game. I'm I'm a big pacer. Okay, I'm a guy who can't sit down during games. I'm suggesting a pacing only sec- section in Memorial Stadium and Pinnacle Bank Arena for that matter. Uh, you know, get it sponsored. Just have people walking around the entire time. I'd appreciate that. I don't. I don't know that many people said they wanted that on the survey, though. So, well, you've got two places. One at PBA with that north north area. There is that's kind of true. a flat deck up there. People do kind of stand up there during games and will walk around. And at the Devaney Center up high, there is kind of a, an area flat area with people standing room only. People do get up there and they'll walk around during the match. <laughs> you got those Devaney Center games. I look up there, whether it's on TV or you're there, like. Look at all those people in standing room only. T- they yeah. stand for the whole game. It's insane. Yeah. It's, cr- it's it's crazy, but it's always it's always full like that. Um, we'll get we'll get more I think into uh, into football here in the in the next couple of weeks. But I do want to ask you a, a little bit. How much do you think a bye week here um, benefits can be used contributes to a different look for Nebraska football? And obviously, you've got another personnel change with Eric Chenander uh, being let go here at the beginning of the. This week, but I think I think everyone, fans, and team probably agrees there's never been a better time to buy week for anyone <laughs> yeah. ever. We are all glad to see it, which I didn't used to feel like. But how much can be done to make this sort of more of a you know a a Mickey Joseph football team than what we might have seen against Oklahoma? Absolutely huge to have it right now, and with the change of leadership for the defensive side of the football, a chance to kind of just reset it and. I thought Mickey was great at his press conference the other day. He talked about it's Nebraska against Nebraska this week. It's fix us this week. We'll worry about Indiana next week. But to put in maybe some different concepts defensively, to maybe look at some different personnel. I think the one thing we saw late in the Oklahoma game was an awful lot of the backups got a chance to play, and they got some tape on these guys to go, well, maybe this guy needs more playing time, you know, because the guys that have been playing aren't getting it done. So maybe we need to look at that. So I think you may see some different folks out on the field 
next Saturday with Indiana, but this couldn't have come at a better time yeah. for Mickey, for the program, for the kids to just kind of push back, clear their head a little bit because everybody's oh. heads are spinning. You lose your head coach one week and then your defensive coordinator the next. It's a lot to take in for a football program. So I, this is this could not have come at a better time. And then you just have a couple of games and then a second bye week comes your way. And here's Great. the thing, Jack, there's still eight games left in this season. There's so much to be played for. And so, you know, let's maybe try to hit the reset button and start to build something special with Indiana coming in that town next week. I don't know that I can personally keep up the pace of um, coaching candidate discussion for the next two months that I'm having with people, Greg. It is, I mean, this is a marathon, and we are in, you know, mile two right now of that marathon. Um, so it's going to be a long time. And I'm sure you probably are having plenty of that, too. I would say longest coaching search in Nebraska history, although there was the long, long time after Frank Solich got let right. go before they landed on Bill Callahan. I, this will be even longer than that. Yeah. And so really throwing out names right now in a lot of ways is irrelevant because you may be, you may like a coach right now and he may lose his next six games at yeah. whatever school he's at. You're going, okay, take him off the list. Yep. So uh, we just really need to – everybody needs to pump the brakes and stop talking to your cable guy about who's installing what around town and just leave all that alone here for about two months. <laughs> yes, you, Does anybody that, still have cable? I guess. Uh, yeah, I think, I think there are there are some people who, who still, yeah, you know, that's not Dave Aranda in front of you at the Scooter's Coffee Line, okay? just <laughs> it's, it's not. It's another bald guy, okay? <laughs> it's Alex Gordon again. I ran into him again in the grocery aisle. <laughs> he used to go to the grocery store a lot. Darren Erstad, also a big grocery shopper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I've noted during my many trips to the uh, grocery store. All right. And then uh, and uh it looks like we're out of time here, but boy, Nebraska volleyball. We we thought that uh that loss to Stanford might have put a dent in the season, but man, they came back with a vengeance against uh, in, in that following match against Kentucky. So that was great. Great to see comeback. Too. Yeah, great comeback. Hey, Trev Alberts, well, next radio show oh. for him is Tuesday night. So okay. Tuesday night will be a big night with him. Uh, do you, geez, you got a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll be listening, Greg. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you uh, next week here, all right? All right, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Greg Sharp, voice of the Big Red at 8.54. Wrap it up after this, including our Fantasy Huskers winners next on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the show. Who are... Fantasy Oscars pickers today for picks number seven and eight. Craig and Mary. Craig says Penn State. I like that pick. Mary or Marie. I don't know. It doesn't come with a pronunciation key for it. Pitt. That Penn State and Pitt. Pitt's 25th, but they're playing an FB, uh, FCS team. Division One AA is what I like to say. <laughs> Two more picks available for this week to pick a new weekend team. A one-time only tryst with a weekend team. <laughs> I'm so ready for next Monday. All right, Friday Husker tailgate is up uh, tomorrow. We're going to talk. I think we'll talk a lot about the news that came out today, plus the bye week news within the program, and a whole lot more. So we'll see you then. It's nine o'clock. Kyle and Lincoln. <laughs>